Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Curious News right here on Curious Anarchy Podcast, and I'm back once again, myself, Jermaine, and my wonderful co-host, Mark. How are you, Mark? Oh, I'm fine, good. Uh, what a pleasure it is to be in the same pod zone as the great Jermaine Gregory, soon to be destined for much greater things than this, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, please take advantage of the moments that you have. So, uh, good morning. Thank you so much for that, Mark. I think um, it really is a moment to just take a second to pause and just really receive this moment. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Okay, I've taken my moment. moment. <laughs> no, you said take a moment, so I took a moment. So that you, I was asked to do. Um, For what? Today, curious <laughs> muse. Today, let's start with something. Oh no! The magical mystical mystery <laughs> tour, the magical mystery tour of the British government. It, it occurs to me that that. We're left with cliff, cliff, cliffhangers, like uh, end of program drama sort of sequels. Whenever yeah. there's a discussion about the internal workings of the government, mm-hmm. um, we have a situation where today in the news, Nick Hancock is answering suggestions that he. Matt Hancock. Sorry, Matt Hancock, I beg your pardon. Where's that name from? I've got no idea where I got that name from. That's probably (laughs) one. Absolutely. It it is uh, quite a caricature. Yes. Well, he's answering questions whether he misled the government and lied, and whether, in the words of Mr Cummings, he should have been fired at least 15 times. Hmm. He's saying, I knew he wanted me fired because he told the PM and the press, and he also told the press that he wanted me fired. So he slips into victim mode. But what we don't get is an in-depth analysis by anyone, particularly the press, of what on earth was going on. I mean, the scenarios. Just think of go back on the scenarios. In the middle of a pandemic, on the on the post-party of leaving Brexit, we've got Cummings travelling around the country with the virus in his in his, in his family system. Miles we've and got, miles away. My, I mean, like literally, literally the length of the country. Literally the length of the country. <laughs> he then gets backed by the whole of the government. Right, Hancock. I'm not going to say his first name because he's got the wrong one. Lying consistently, according to Cummings, who is the advisor to the government. Mm. You've got, you've got the girlfriend of the, oh, the. Sorry, I should say wife now because technically she's the wife. The third or fourth partner that he's had a child with, uh, wanting Cummings gone, so that in the end Cummings left way before he was he had planned to leave. Yeah. Uh, the, the Prime Minister not caring whether he took money from the public or not to decorate his flat. Mm. Now, none of this... What we're getting is tippet. We're not getting any in-depth analysis into any of this. It's like people are scared to actually ask the question on any of these subjects. Mm. I find that fascinating. I don't know if you do, but I find that absolutely fascinating. This is a government of a national country. If this was happening in so-called Timpot dictatorship. There'd be endless comments about it. I mean, Absolutely. look at this guy that brought the plane down in. Is it Belarusia? The guy that brought the plane down. 
you know, who to take uh, his opposition leader off the plane, pretending there was a bomb oh, on the plane. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're hearing about it for weeks and weeks. And the, the, the Johnson thing about the wallpapering on the flat literally disappeared the week it happened. So my start for the Curious Muses, the, the magical mystery tour, the Alice in Wonderland world of the British government. Mm. Just the sense of not having to address anything, deal with anything. I mean, they are Teflon. Teflon, for ladies and gentlemen, if you're not from the UK, was a yeah. brand of, of us, uh, cooking ware that were famous for having a non-stick uh, base about them. <laughs> and this government is Teflon. This government is Teflon. Nothing sticks to nothing sticks to them. They can do whatever they want. Literally. It wasn't Teflon isn't Teflon used in uh, bulletproof jackets as well. Well, exactly. Right. I mean you're taking an analogy even further, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. So you got in both cases you've got examples where They are impenetrable. Right. They are clouded in a, sh in a shred of invisibility. You know, a bit like Wonder Woman's cape. Or but, Harry Potter's. But without any attempt to do anything of justice or goodness about them. Mm. It's all about self-service and self-greed. Their cloak is about that. Cronyism. That's the There you go. Jermaine, have you got any news for today? Man, news for today. That, that is literally going to be my news. My, oh, my sorry. News. I've got I, plenty I more. I really, that that would have been at the source of the conversation. Well, I've got plenty more, Jermaine. I have plenty more. I, um, I have another one um, for anybody that's interested in space. Um, the solar eclipse, uh, oh, was seen um, just over an, up to just over an hour ago. Um, yep. So if you were in Scotland, you may have seen a bit more of it than us down here in uh, sunny London. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I have a question for you, though, because... Uh, I'm, I'm reminded of a question uh, that I want to ask you um, because because um, it would appear that uh, El Salvador have turned their national currency over to cryptocurrency. Yes, I saw that. I noticed that yesterday. That now, is well, I want to talk to you about it because uh, my understanding from what you explained to me about cryptocurrency mm -hmm. is that it's incredibly fluctuant. You go up and down at Bat of an eyelid. Yes. I found out from listening to a program about it that you have to pay something like $20 every transaction. So even if I'm buying a bar of chocolate in El Salvador, San Salvador City, I've got to pay $20 for the going through the process of you. Is that the condition? Apparently. <laughs> is that the admin fee that they're. they're yeah, apparently. Paying? Apparently. But what I'm saying is that's their currency. That's their wage. So your wage would be crypto, whatever. Wow. And you go into a shop and if you want to buy can of lager and a packet of chips it, that might cost you ten ten dollars and then the charge would be 20 on top wow um and also as you know if you've explained to me very well it could drop my my, my wage say on a hundred pound a month mm -hmm. it could be ten pound a month by the end of the month if the currency fell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so, something that will will come into play at the time is that the like with any currency it will seemingly stabilized so um with these measures that governments are taking since el salvador i, I believe is the, is the first to take yeah, it yeah, on yeah, as yeah, a currency. Yeah. um yeah. this i mean el salvador is, is not really a major player in terms of the financial world however 
this could be start of a chain of events that could be uh, where we could be seeing cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin predominantly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're right from your perspective. It then begins to stabilize so that we don't see the heavy fluctuation. Okay. You're, you're, you're right from your perspective. The alternative yeah. viewpoint would be this. Previously, before using Bitcoin, they used the US dollar. And they had an incredibly, uh, what's the opposite of stable and relaxed the currency? They had an incredibly volatile currency. So, that, you know, the whole world economy was waiting to see if, if El Salvador collapsed or not because it would have a knock-on effect to the world economy. Because mm. if they default on their debts, etc., that's a huge problem for the world. Makes sense why they're adding such a large admin fee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure the people see it like that, but I'm sure the government do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're 100% right, Jermaine. Um, moving on swiftly, because there's a couple of things we need to get in before we reach the end of, of this short almost ended the thing now. Uh, mm -hmm. The G7 summit is starting in in uh, Cornwall, where already Mr. Biden and Mr. Johnson are chatting today, about particularly about the, the border in Ireland. Mr. Biden's implored the government not to, well, carry on on the path it's on, basically, which is to uh, trivialise the border, so to the point of turning Northern Ireland into a part of Ireland and thus doing away with the whole concept of, in, uh, of, it, of it. yeah, well, no, the opposite. Of, of, they're, they're, they're counting Northern Ireland as if it's part of Ireland now. They're no longer counting it as the British, as part of Great Britain, because it doesn't serve their interest to have a border control. There. So um, and Mr. Mr. Biden and Americans historically have always come down on the side of the United Ireland. And they're sort of saying, what you're doing now is fueling the, the flames of the conflict that ended 30, 40 years ago. So mm. do you really want to start igniting that conflict again? Mm. So that's an issue. Now, I noticed that the time is running short, Jermaine, because we did say we'll keep it to 10 today. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I want to finish with, um, I want to finish with, if you remember, the, was it yesterday or the day before we did a, a topic about, um, we did a topic about how did the dinosaur die? You know, uh, what, what caused the dinosaurs to become extinct? That'll be I've our next Tuesday. Yeah, I've got another one, uh, a similar sort of thing. Uh, there was a wonderful book by a science fiction writer called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Um, and right now, we have a situation where there's about 15 to 20 elephants who have made a 500-mile march across China. And this is being followed by the press because they're absolutely fascinated by this journey that they're making of 500 miles. I mean, that's virtually the length of Britain mm -hmm. so far. And they've not finished. They're on a, an elephant pilgrimage sort of thing. Um, and what's happening is at night, they're, they're sleeping in a, in a group of, you know, like a circle of 15 elephants. And a lot of them sort of like making very sudden movements where it would appear that they're dreaming. And the question would be, what would an elephant who's walked 500 miles be dreaming about? Mm. I think that's a suitable point to, to cl clock off with, except to say to our European friends, although we have left Europe and there's a good chance over the next month we will leave again, the European Championships of Football starts again. Uh, <laughs> it's going to kick off 
tomorrow night uh, with Turkey versus Italy, Ooh. which will be a very good game. Both teams are spot on in form. And um, it'll be on for a month. It'll finish on the 13th of July. It'll cover 12 European destinations and the semi-final and final will be in London. Good luck if you're from any of those countries. If do it. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, just two things before we go, just really quickly. Um, the Equality Act 2010, there was a, uh, a court case where Maya Forstater, I believe, or Forstater, yeah. um, was taking on, um, oh, she was appealing um, against gender critical beliefs, saying that they are. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the Equality Act. Um, so. I'm going to have a little bit of a look into, into more of that. I think um, she won the case, but I don't know what the... I don't know... I read today that she won the case, but I don't know what it was, the actual finding or whatever. So we have to look into that. Yeah. And your second, your it, second it, point... You say here that uh, women who believe sex is real and question gender identity beliefs are protected under the Equality Act. Fine. And your, your second point, Jermaine? Um, yes, the second one. Um, do you remember Aung uh, San Suu Kyi from our uh, by invitation, by exclusive invite only episode? Yeah. I think it was the, the all women lineup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, interestingly enough, she's been charged with corruption. Uh, the case oh. opened against her at Township Police Station. This comes days ahead of her trial for five other charges, including illegally owning walkie-talkies. Army had <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, Jane. If I was ever sent to prison, I'd love it to be for illegally owning. That would be such a great, you know, when everyone else is talking about murder and drugs and and all sorts of things. What did you do? I, I illegally owned some walkie-talkies. Some, <laughs> some electrical contraband. Yeah, 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 yeah that. <laughs> just that. That'd be amazing. So, yeah, it'd be, I'd love to be a lawyer for that one. That'd be amazing. What a discussion you'd have. Um, but uh, I, I want to round off by just saying this. Uh, watched the World Cup qualifier between Argentina and Colombia the other night in Colombia. And um, Argentina scored two goals in the first five minutes. And you thought this is going to be an absolute rout. So congratulations, Colombia. Coming back and drawing two all in the very last minute of the game. Oh, well done to Colombia. Never over until it's over. That's the motto, I think, for all these teams going into the European Championship. It's never over until it's over. That's right. And on that note, it is over for us for today. Uh, with <laughs> our link. Curious News episode right here on the Curious Anarchy podcast. Um, what are we calling this episode again? Um, uh, Alex in Wonderland, wasn't it? Yes, it's definitely Alice in Wonderland. And, and uh, Tef- Al- how would Alice in Wonderland have coped if she'd have had Teflon? <laughs> Thank you very much. That's all from us, myself, Jermaine, and Mark. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night. <laughs>